Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Something we've talked about before, Luke, art stagflation, which is when inflation is high, the economic growth rate slows and unemployment remains high. So how can that affect the classic 60-40 portfolio mix of stocks and bonds? Well, if it does happen, it's definitely going to hurt, right? It's going to hurt the market. It's going to hurt the growth rate of companies. You know, one thing we're not seeing currently is the unemployment portion of it, like we had back in the 70s. So your classic example of stagflation is low growth, high inflation, high unemployment. So right now we're, we have high inflation. Our economy is slowing a bit, but unemployment, I mean, it's almost to record lows. So we're not seeing that at the moment, but how that could affect your portfolio is going to be the growth rate. So if the growth rate of the country is down, that means the growth rate of companies are down. So your stocks aren't going to perform as well. If unemployment's high, right, you may not have a job. And then, um, you know, when inflation's high, you have to have something in your portfolio that keeps up with inflation. So that would be the concern with the high inflation environment, you need to raise interest rates, which is going to hurt bonds. So your typical 60-40 portfolio in that situation would not perform very well. And typically what will happen, reason stagflation comes about is when our government is spending too much money. But our government would never do that, would they? What's never. money? <laughs> never, never, never. Yeah, never, never, never. Japan ran into that problem. They were artificially stimulating their economy, and they were putting a lot of money to work uh, to try to get things growing and trying to force interest rates at a low level. But they went through kind of a 20-year stagflation period. So you got to be very careful uh, when you're the government trying to do too much. So you want the economy to grow and breathe on its own and let it do its thing. Uh, that's the most important way to have these kind of periods that we go through where you go through economic downturns and economic upturns. You want to just kind of let the economy breathe and you just want to avoid the major problems. And that's where the Fed will step in or you can change economic policy. But when the government gets too crazy, like right now we've got a proposal that's being floated. I don't know if this is a true proposal yet that to attack the inflation on gas right now, they're just going to give us all gas cards. That would not help. That would cause more gas inflation. So um, those kind of things, when the government makes those kind of recommendations, they're not economists and they should not do those things. It doesn't work. I heard outside of the gas cards that they're proposing, which I heard got shot down initially, but now they're coming back into conversation. Now I heard the other option is the administration wants to send every American just a $100 check every month. Yeah, you, you cannot fight inflation with printing of more money. That's right. going to cause more inflation. So they're looking at it backwards. They're looking at it from a midterm perspective, from a how do I get votes perspective. Luke. Not from Econ 101. They would not do such a thing. I know, right? Art, Luke, when you meet with those first-time clients, what are their reactions? What's on their mind the most right now in that initial consultation? Is it inflation, gas prices? What are people talking about? Yeah, that's on a lot of people's minds because we see it in the news every day. So, you know, typically what the news reports on is what is in everybody's top of mind. But when we're going through somebody's retirement planning, we're talking about a 20, 25, maybe 30 year period of time that we're trying to account for. We don't know what the economy is going to be like in 30 years. We don't know what the economy is going to be like in 25 or 20 or 15 or 10. Matter of fact, we really don't know what the economy is going to be like in five years. So you're basing it on 
historical numbers and averages, and you want to make sure that you can take advantage of whatever may come about. The best thing about being in investments, being in the market, is you've got that upside potential, and you've got all that opportunity of growth. And you get to ride the coattails of some very, very successful companies. Some companies 30 years from now are going to be worth four, five, ten times their value today. But some companies may be the same value 30 years from now. So it's just putting your money to work and making sure you get that long term growth so you can really keep ahead of all the other expenses, you know, because we'll have good economies, bad economies, inflated economies where we actually go through deflation sometimes, you know, where things get less expensive. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen that in a long time, but you know, we do go through periods like that. So just being ready for whatever the economy might bring to the table. 321-425-8550. John Hopkins University economist Steve Hankey believes that we're going to see these numbers ranging from 6 to 9% inflation until 2024. He tells Kitco News that this isn't because of just the supply chain issues. Those have not been fixed as fast as people thought they would be fixed. And that is the reason why inflation has been dragging on longer than people thought, which is complete malarkey. It's my nine. 95% rule, 95% of what you read in the press is either wrong or irrelevant. I do you agree with that 95% rule? I agree. I like it. Art and I were both laughing. Um, the 95% rule, that's news to me, but you know, it, it really depends where you get your news from, what your internal biases are, and kind of what you want to believe. You know, I mean, there's, there's no way that supply chain issues are the reason why there's 40% more dollars out there. So everything's more expensive, right? It was part of the problem, but I agree. I don't think it's the continuation of the problem with inflation. And, you know, as we talked about five minutes ago, right, the government's trying to fight inflation with more money. Mm -hmm. So they are potentially adding onto the problem. Yeah, I mean, one of the big problems we're running into with supply chain is, you know, you get a demand and you had a perfect storm happen. You had all of us cooped up for two years. Us in Florida, thank goodness, only about six months. Uh, but the whole country was cooped up and everybody was ready to go travel. So you had all all these people ready to get out and spend some money, couldn't spend money for a couple of years, couldn't travel for a couple of years. And all of a sudden the prices were higher, but everybody was like, OK, we don't care. We're going. We're not not going on this trip. But that doesn't continue. You know, they may do it one or two times, but they're not going to do it for 10 times. Mm -hmm. So those kind of costs will come back down. But now we have costs like with fuel. So when fuel is running $4 a gallon now, you are not going to see transportation costs going down. Those are now elevated. You're not going to see anything that touches fuel gets affected by price. So any petroleum product, so whether it's rubber tires, you know, things like that, uh, it can be cosmetics, you know, everything across the board that comes from the oil industry is now been elevated in price. But the thing that'll be nice is oil will kind of plateau. We'll set a new level. Maybe it's a hundred, $120 a barrel, 110, whatever it is. But it doesn't continue to rise at the same level, but we went up, you know, 50, 100% in just a year. So you feel that and then it kind of plateaus and, and begins to kind of level off and things. But now we have a new higher standard of cost. 321-425-8550. Another conversation piece I'm sure you'll have is about social security benefits, because as we know, at the age of 62, adults can start taking those benefits, but it's going to come at a cost because the monthly check you receive goes up the years you delay taking it. There was an article in The Motley Fool that looked at three different ages to claim social security. What are the pros and cons of each of those ages to claim your benefits? So this is a great question. And we just did a seminar at River Rocks on social security. And one of the things we offered to all the 
attendees is a social security maximization report. So if you want that report and want us to dive into some of your details, you know, give us a call, go online, fill out the form, you know, we'll get back to you with that social security strategy. But from the article, right, the three main times to turn on social security, right, age 62, you know, or full retirement age or age 70, it really depends on your financial plan. It depends on your tax plan. It depends on what other assets you have, right? Can you afford not to take it? Or do you have enough assets where you should take it early and, you know, do something else with the money? So it, the break even on Social Security is typically about 12 years. So from 62 to 63, right? If you take it 63, your break even is now going to be around 75. So it all depends on your life expectancy, too. So a lot of things go into this report. But if you give us a call, we'll give that to you complimentary. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art. 